Welcome to the Creating Conscious Relationships podcast with your host, Janelle Annette. On this podcast, you're going to be receiving my best teachings, tools, and practices so that you can create a conscious relationship from the inside out. So no matter your relationship status, you're going to find everything you need here to help your relationships thrive, including the one with yourself. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. So today we are doing a new kind of episode, which is part of a new kind of segment or a few segments that I'm starting on the show. And this is just going to be short, impactful episodes where you're going to have some kind of tangible takeaway thing to do. And I'm going to do my best to use examples so that you can really apply this to your everyday life and take something with you throughout the week or the week's to really implement and again, see some kind of change in your life. That's really what I'm all about is figuring out that integration piece. So today's episode comes from a little bit of inspiration. I was trying to fall asleep last night and just couldn't stop thinking about this. So I figured it would be a good thing to start with. And that is that we actually have three levels of intervention that we can take to change a pattern or a habit or something that we're stuck in. And I'll explain more about what I mean by intervention, but ultimately what I'm saying is that there's three different kinds of ways you can work towards making change happen. And this can work with patterns of all kinds. Maybe it's a habit you're looking to break or something a bit bigger like relationship patterns and themes that feel a little bit difficult to decode or really anything that just you see yourself doing time and time again and want to stop yet feel like when you try to will yourself into change. It just doesn't do what you want it to do. You're just kind of stuck in some kind of loop. So I just want to start off by saying we're very loopy beings. You know, that's kind of how our brains work and how how we learn things is through this repetition, through these loops, through building patterns. So not all patterns are bad. Not all habits are bad, obviously. We're just looking to shift away from ones that don't serve us into ones that do. So let me just start off by explaining a very simplified version of a feedback loop, something that's happening in our minds and bodies and how this all relates to our everyday lives. So you have something that happens in the external world, right? Some kind of situation, some kind of input, something happens. It gets passed through your mind. Your mind sorts and categorizes all the information. And if it happens to bring up something within you, it it matches a certain kind of belief or feeling or response. Maybe it reminds you of something from the past. It's going to take that information and, and categorize it as more important. And then what happens is you have this somatic response, this implicit memory that you've had for a very long time that activates And that's kind of this first initial, very subtle thing that we're probably not even aware of that's happening that then leads you into having certain kinds of thoughts, right? So that's where we see this confirmation bias. And I'll I'll give you an example so we can kind of, you know, walk this through in a more tangible way. But we have this thought that gets confirmed, you know, a story we create in our mind that goes along with that implicit memory, the feeling that we have in our body, whatever our interpretation is of what's happening in the external world, which then influences our behavior. So now we're taking that internal process, bringing it to the external. We are responding in a certain kind of way, and then people are then responding back to us based on who we are now being. So we're seeing this whole loop from the initial somatic implicit experience, what's happening in your nervous system that then triggers the thoughts, the emotions, and the behaviors. 
So this whole process is explained really well in books on habit formation, right? Like atomic habits, just basically how our brain is seeking this reward system and how we can either try to orient it towards things that are healthy and empowering for us, certain habits that have, you know, reward systems that bring us good things like endorphins from working out, healthy connection, things like that, or the things that we can be more drawn to that kind of give us that quick fix of comfort, right? And that might be kind of watching a lot of TV or scrolling or what have you. So this does a nice job at painting how even though we might go to some kind of pattern that offers us a temporary reward, it's not necessarily something that actually propels us forward or brings us into the life that we want to have, right? So that's why as humans, we might struggle with so many patterns that on some level, we know they're not good for us. We know that it's not actually in line with what we want, yet we feel as though we can't stop, right? And this shows up everywhere, relationships, you know, let's say these really toxic patterns or attracting people who are just not available or interested or a lot of volatility, right? So on, on a conscious level, we could maybe see from the start, sometimes we kind of unconsciously choose to remain blind to it, but there's all these signals that we choose to ignore. So why is that happening if we know it's not good for us? Why is it so sticky? Well, just like, you know, talking about the more simplistic habits that we formed when you were younger, you probably learned along the way that you needed to be a certain kind of way to get what? The most amount of love, validation, praise, right? Whatever it might be. So we learn to shapeshift to get that reward, right? And that is often in the form of love from people around us and uh, validation, right? So this is kind of simple things that we're looking for when we're young. So even if that pattern doesn't necessarily support you in a lot of ways, it's still connected to that earlier reward system that you had when you were growing up. And these things solidify over time, right? You continually repeat these loops, have these same thoughts, feelings, reactions, responses, and then these things become very ingrained, right? We deepen those neural pathways. So that's why it can be so difficult to change patterns. And what I talk about a lot in my work is that our nervous system isn't really designed to make these massive leaps and bounds towards some kind of overnight transformation. Can we completely change our lives and change? Yes. But it happens in incremental steps, not this like one size fits all, do this and you're done kind of thing, right? We need to know what is it that we need to do to make change happen and what are those incremental steps. And this all shows up in relationship and, you know, more of these emotional themes as well. And the confusing thing with all of this is that, you know, we think that we're we're consciously at the driver's seat of our life. We're choosing what we're doing. And of course, this is true on some levels, but largely our, our decision making and our thought processes are all happening at a subconscious level, meaning there's actually this larger force that is driving your life and you can either be conscious towards it or not. And awareness is a very important first step to understand how your psyche is creating all these things in your everyday world. But that only goes so far. We have to know what is the intervention, what is the thing that we can do in the moment to interrupt these patterns and work towards something that feels more fulfilling or healthy or connective or whatever it might be. So as I've explained this kind of simplified version of a feedback loop, we have these three places that we can intervene. So you have that initial response to your environment comes up in your body. You have some kind of somatic experience around what just happens. That's the first one. Then the next one is the thoughts that you have from that place. And then the third one is the behaviors. So basically, you can choose to intervene at any three of those stages or all three of those stages to work against the pattern that you have. So if you're aware of a pattern you want to change, 
it starts with awareness, paying attention to when this is happening, what's going on in my body, what's going on in my thoughts, and what are the actions and behaviors I'm creating from that place. And then once you're more aware of that, you'll begin to notice what's needed for balance. And this is a huge aspect of what I'm just continually doing with clients in all of my programs is finding what is it that you need that is going to counteract this pattern in a realistic, gentle, integrative way, right? So we'll do an example to make this clear. Let's say you're somebody who is stuck in a pattern of overgiving, overextending, saying yes when you really mean no, not having boundaries, and just generally feeling kind of responsible for other people's emotions or caretaking for other people. And this can be so frustrating for folks like this. It's very common because on some level you might know that you want to say no or you know decline an offer, invitation, or a request from somebody, yet something just takes over and you find yourself time and time again in that situation. Again, we're working with the subconscious mind that's actually directing your life, right? So that's a perfect example of why that's happening. And then when we take it one step further and apply what we were talking about before, we think about the reward system, right? So on some level, at some point in time, you were likely conditioned to behave in that way because it offered you some kind of reward. There's always some kind of benefit, some unconscious payoff that you're getting. We need to understand to know what to do next. Right? So in this example, you might have been rewarded when you were growing up for being responsible or the caretaker doing things for your parents or your siblings, right? And just being selfless. And that was something that you were really heavily praised for, acknowledged for. Maybe that's when you got the most amount of attention, whatever that might have been. So when we have that piece of information, then we understand that there is some kind of, again, benefit or reward that you're getting. And the solution while we're trying to intervene, while we're trying to change that pattern, is still to try to meet those underlying needs through different ways, right? So if your need is to feel validated in this example or to feel connected, what's another way that you could get that need met that doesn't involve you self-sacrificing or overgiving or saying yes when you really mean no? So we're trying to create a little bit of balance. And then when it comes to the intervention, you could say, okay, next time I'm going to notice that this is happening. I'm going to take a moment to pause, to slow down, and to try to tune in to my body. This is something not many people do, and it is a life-changing practice and something, again, I'm teaching in alchemy in the women's group and every program because it's so foundational. What is the response that's going on in my body on a sensation basis that is part of this feedback loop? And again, that's a pattern interrupt. That's a pause. That's a paying attention. Paying attention is a big part of it. At first, you might not feel a lot, but it's a practice. It's a muscle you build over time of awareness, right? We've all had those experiences where something happens that's a big event in your external world and you feel the lump in your throat, the pit in your stomach, these describing words of the sensation. So it's using that, right? And it's looking at the more subtle energies that are happening in your body that have to do with your nervous system response. And then we might take the witness position, right, to our body and as well to our thoughts. What is the meaning I'm making in my mind right now? So in this example, it might be, you know, but they really need help, but I feel responsible for them, but I don't want them to be mad at me, right? So what are those common themes and thought patterns that are coming up that are associated with your particular loop, right? Might be all of the things I just said, or you might have a specific flavor if this is something that you resonate with, but it's just up to you to pay attention to what are the common sensations and thoughts. And then further from there, the responses that I have. 
And even if you're at this point where you're seeing all of these things happening, yet something isn't changing, it's because there's still an unconscious need that hasn't been met, right? So whether that's for safety, connection, or you just need to acknowledge something that's going on in your psyche at a deeper level to be able to break through this pattern. And again, it happens in bite-sized pieces. It's not an overnight journey. So the intervention then becomes, okay, when this happens, when somebody, let's say, invites me to do something or asks me to do something for them, and I don't have the capacity, yet I end up saying yes, when that happens, I notice that I have a lot of anxiety in my body and it shows up as buzzing and tingling and hot and pressure. Okay, so that's the first level of intervention. So instead of just immediately replying, I'm going to say, hey, I can't do that right now. Or, hey, uh, let me think about if I actually can do that. Uh, Just give me a moment. Instead of reacting immediately, feeding into that loop, I'm going to sit back, feel into my body, work with some kind of soothing practice, right? Some regulating practices that are going to help bring me back down. Okay, so that's the first interrupt. Then I'm going to notice those thoughts and I'm going to try to maybe work with a healing sentence. I'm going to say to myself, I'm going to breathe with you until you feel safe. I'm going to maybe go connect with a friend where I feel like I can talk about these things and be, again, met in that need for connection. And then finally, the action might be saying no. Or if you're not ready for that, it might be not right now. Or if you're not ready for that, it could be, you know, maybe tomorrow. So just find what is in your capacity to do to essentially push against that edge, that comfort edge that you've created for yourself. And over time, this is how we change. This is the beauty and the neuroplasticity of our mind and our nervous system that we can work with to be able to see changes in our life. And another really important aspect of this is validating yourself for all of the little changes that you make. Because I see far too many women that I work with, and I'm sure this happens for all genders as well. But when you make some kind of change, if it doesn't feel like this overnight transformational journey, you don't validate it. You don't validate the little shifts that you make. And those little shifts are everything. It's a huge fucking deal to push against these patterns that have been ingrained for your entire existence. Like it's a big fucking deal. Celebrate it. Oh, like really welcome that in. It's also this positive reinforcement for your brain. It's it's another reward system, if you will, right? Like oh, okay, I trust myself. I can do this. I can make these positive changes. I believe in myself. And that seed of belief is very important in continuing down that path. So I might have royally fucked that up and that was way longer than (laughs) a short episode. I don't know. We'll see when it's all edited. But as a main summary, it's about paying enough attention to all of the different ways that these patterns show up in, again, your body, your thoughts, and your actions. Just painting it with awareness. Then figuring out bit by bit what it is that you can do to slowly make change happen in the right direction. And then, as I just said, validating yourself, celebrating yourself, really welcoming in the experience, the emotional experience of self-acknowledgement, self-validation, because we're often starving for that. So that's the end of the episode. I hope you got so much from this episode please send me a message. I want to hear from you. I want to hear how everything's landing. And don't forget to leave a rating. It helps me immensely. So if you've gotten something from today's episode, please leave a rating and a review. And we'll see you on the next episode of Creating Conscious Relationships.